It's time for All Hands on Tech. Climb on board as hosts Amina and Isaac explore all the amazing things happening in Nova Scotia's tech sector. Each episode, we will chat with local experts to uncover the secrets of what makes Nova Scotia the best place for collaboration, innovation, and creativity. All Hands on Tech is proudly produced by Digital Nova Scotia, the industry association for Nova Scotia's growing tech sector. Over the past three years, staying connected and getting a reliable internet connection has been at the forefront of everyone's mind. With the help of today's guest, Seaside Communications, rural communities in Cape Breton across Nova Scotia don't have to worry about their Wi-Fi dropping mid-Zoom call. We are joined by Seaside's social media manager, Angela Bresson. Thank you for joining us today, Angela. Thank you for having me. So uh, we'll just give you a, a quick opportunity to perhaps introduce yourself in your own words and also the uh, lovely team over at uh, Seaside Communications. Yeah, so um, again, thanks for having me. My name is Angela Bresson, and I am social media manager here at Seaside Communications. I've been in this role for about um, seven seven years now. Um, I, I always go and gauge how long I've been with Seaside based based on my two oldest kids. <laughs> so <laughs> he's almost eight, so I've almost been here seven years. Um, so with social media management. Um, you know, I started started in customer service, and then I moved into the marketing role. And then we decided, you know, we had to have the conversation be put over to social media, where you know there's so much that's happening there, and we wanted to be able to have a stake in it. So I am in charge of our Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, and keeping the conversation going there, um, especially. You know, thanks to COVID-19 pandemic, um, a lot more people have been coming online and being able to, you know, access our service through social media. So that's been pretty exciting. Um, and then so with Seaside altogether, I've been there for almost 11 years fully. Um, I've seen so many different changes coming. We, we've definitely rolled with the, the punches and been able to upgrade and uh, move in and, and expand upon different services and offerings that we have. So it's been really exciting. I think now is a really good time to be involved in telecommunications and technology in general. Nice. Yeah, it's super exciting stuff. And uh, just, just to confirm, you folks are based out of Cape Breton, correct? Yeah, so Seaside Communications has been a locally operated um business for over 50 years now. I mean, wow. it started in the communities of Glace Bay and Waterford. Um, it's expanded into Lewisburg, Bedeck, St. Peter's. So that's one aspect of the company with what we call our wireline service with fiber optic cabling. Um, but then we also have our sister company, Seaside Wireless Communications, that started um, in 2008. And that actually services all of rural Cape Breton, going right up to the New Brunswick border, and then down to the rural area of the HRM. Nice. Really cool. Yeah. So we have a really large footprint. <laughs> yeah, really keeping everyone connected all over the uh, the province. Super awesome. So um, we're going to jump into some super quick rapid fire questions. So number one here is, what's your favorite of these two, Instagram or Twitter? Oh, I think I... Per like on a personal level I prefer Instagram um, but for work-wise I do enjoy Twitter because you can get a lot of news out quickly very true what's your favorite hiking trail local to you so out in Cape Breton 
Oh, Franny. Ooh. If you know Franny Mountain, um, it's so it's in Inganish, and once you get to the top, you can see the Celtic Lodge. Um, It's it's really nice. There's really good views. Really nice. And what's the most exciting thing in tech right now for you? Oh, for me, um, I mean, there's there's two ways to answer that. There's obviously the personal answer and then the work answer. Um, tech-wise, in work, we are getting whole home Wi-Fi solutions. Um, so that's going to be exciting to be able to have the entire house connected. Um, if you are like me and you have kids, they like to run around everywhere with their Nintendo Switches and their iPads and stuff. So just to be able to stay connected for them especially is good. Um, Personal, I really enjoy having the ability to have an iPad with my Apple Pen to be able to draw and create just over on my iPad. So I, I do enjoy you know as a personal hobby (laughs) that's really cool awesome i guess we'll jump into some just general q a um okay can you tell us a bit about seaside communications history and how long i I know you said you've been there for about seven eight years but then in your role and then you were there in total 11 years um so tell us a little bit about seaside's history and then your history maybe getting in stepping your foot in there yeah, so it's it's really exciting to be part of a company that's been around for quite some time because um, we still have almost day one employees who wow. um, have been able to save some like there's a whole notebook that we have here at Seaside, like a scrapbook made with old um, newspaper clippings and stuff showing how when NBC got added to the channel lineup for TV service and how that was all the rage. Um, And then being able to, you know, go through the history of when we were able to provide home telephone service, be able to provide internet service, how we went from just a regular coax cable TV service with like three channels and then be able to see like the old Zenith digital TV boxes that were like monsters. (laughs) Um, And just seeing like the progression there because I mean, 50 years seems like a really long time, but when you see how far the leaps and bounds have gone from the very crude first days of cable TV all the way now to where we are with IPTV being able to provide TV service over internet, Um, through fiber optic cabling and stuff I think that that's been really really interesting to to see the progression there Um, and then even myself when I started at Seaside Communications 11 years ago we um, started to collapse the coax cable feed of channels to be able to provide digital only and so at that point in time I just remember everybody wanting to come in and get digital TV boxes to be able to view their channels um, and how exciting it was just to have the digital only feed, which would allow them to have like the high definition channels. Um, And that's really helpful when it came to things like sports broadcasts, because people have older set TVs, but we're able to now have a digital feed, get a little bit better of a picture. And you could actually see that hockey puck go down the ice as opposed to just saying, oh, okay, that person got it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's been really exciting. And then um, throughout the last 11 years, like that's where it kind of started for me. But then also being able to see our entire plant get upgraded to um, fiber to the pole, then fiber to the home, um, just 
seeing all of the progression from just coax cable to the fiber line and then that introducing us to faster internet speeds, um, more digital TV stations to be able to have access to. They've all been pretty exciting. It's always fun when we get new TV um, stations to be able to air. And so I remember with my own kids having Disney come. <laughs> yeah, that was that was really exciting. Um, and then from there, like we've been able to help expand into new areas like Northside East Bay and Grand Myer South. And from what they had in the past to what they have now is another leap and bound, um, having internet service with you know, speeds up to 10 megabits per second download as their only option to now being able to get speeds up to one gig. Mm-hmm. So you go from 10 to 1,000. <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite night and day. And then have it opened up all of these TV um, channels to them as opposed to just being able to have, you know, satellite TV. And then actually even having options for home telephone service as well. I know a lot of people may not have home telephone service as they once did, but in the rural areas that don't have as much cell service as you kind of want, mm-hmm. it is a nice insurance policy to be able to have a home telephone service at an affordable rate. Yeah. And just out of pure curiosity, um, especially because there are quite a few rural regions in Cape Breton that you folks, and even across Nova Scotia that you folks service, um, do you have, I don't want to put any stats <laughs> right on you but do you have any kind of concept of how many folks might have a home phone nowadays i'm just pure curiosity don't know if you have the number handy or not i don't have necessarily a number handy but with our demographic we do have um an older customer base mm-hmm. and so with that um it's not necessarily even just the need for home telephone service but also kind of the nostalgia and not wanting yeah. to get rid of their old home phone number as well because so many people memorized it or have it there written in their their phone book and stuff um so i would say we do have quite a bit of people with home telephone service whether it be you know on its own or bundling in as a service because you can bundle it in for quite a quite a discounted rate Mm -hmm. um and again at that point with the insurance policy i would say about half of our customer base does still have home telephone service oh wow so not a bad number by any degree yeah i was i was uh, kind of expecting like 20, 25%. But uh, I was thinking the other day, I uh, I saw some folks looking for rotary phones to buy and actually have <laughs> in their homes and be usable. And I was like, I don't, yeah. I don't know if you can still yeah, service can. those, but My you can. My aunt has one. Yeah. She still has like, like you got to swing the dial yep. um, in order to get the connect through. But other than her, I don't know anybody else who has a home phone yeah. or a rotary phone for that matter. Yeah. It's coming back. I think rotary phones are, are just kind of like that nostalgia factor yeah. now too. Like, yeah. like a if I seen one for sale, I'd be like, cool, let's go retro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I say that as like, I myself as a child had one and I can remember using one. So like, I don't know how retro that is, but I mean. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Kids even, these days. <laughs> yes. Even, even myself, I'm certainly not old by any degree, but uh, we had, we had rotary phones and um, oh, my goodness, I can't remember the name of them, but the ones you put on the wall that had like the big wire to them and you basically had to like wrap it around rooms to get anywhere to sit. And anyways, yes, and I'm pretty sure my mom still has it up. Like kids these days will never know the joy of like calling in and doing like the three-way calling yes yeah (laughs) yeah i mean the pressure of having to call and get like somebody's parents answer and have to ask for them 
I mean, yeah. you get through that awkwardness and then be able to talk to your friends for hours was yeah. always really fun. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. That's definitely do. I forgot. Like, because, yeah, it's not the kid answering the phone most of the yeah. time. It's their parents. Oh, I, yeah. I remember as a kid, like, calling my friends being like, it's, it's Melissa there. And they'd be like, let me go get her. And yeah. Then, you know. <laughs> So funny. Um, so how are communities in particular in Cape Breton staying connected these days? I know um, I kind of as you mentioned, and everyone knows with uh, COVID-19, it really, really pushed everyone to to move online. Um, so how in, in your folks' experience has has that kind of transition been for for our folks in the island? Um, so from like a telecommunications lens, I do feel like a lot more people have jumped on board to getting internet service. Again, our demographic is a little bit older of an audience, but just getting them to adopt um, going on the internet and getting used to that um, shift away from like, you know, being connected through physically, like, you know, being in person to more video calling, um, using of iPads and stuff. I know when the pandemic first hit, a lot of people were concerned about seniors, especially in senior mm -hmm. citizens' homes and stuff that, you know, they do enjoy face-to-face -face interactions and, and now they that they were kind of cut off and everybody was made to stay home and stuff. So I do know... Um, there was the garbage night sessions. If you've seen those on Facebook where um, Jen and Stephen Muse would go and host their Facebook lives and they would go and play music and stuff. So with that, they were raising money and um, we here at Seaside Communications were able to help a little bit and we raised funds and got some iPads for some senior citizens. Oh, that's awesome. Um, that's to really be able cool. to, yeah, to be able to connect to the internet that way. Um, and again, you know, just adoption of using technology, because I don't know about you guys, but with me, even just having to deal with my kids' Nintendos and stuff now, I'm like, this is overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, just just being able to say, okay, we, we can go and help you with this, and this is how you get connected. Um, our technical support is always, like, open 8 a.m. to 10 p.m., to be able to help with anything like that. We have a tech squad. So if you're having any issues with connecting anything, well, we'll be able to go in and help with being able to connect any devices there, make sure everything is connected properly. Um, and that way there, it really ensures a full user experience with our service. And your, and your team isn't not only just doing, doing the physical work of getting people connected, but is also doing that support work to make sure people are, are you know, satisfied with their service, they're actually able to get online, that they're understanding where they're going and what they're doing, especially um, with older generations. I think that's that's really critical being able to um, to support them throughout those steps because it, it can be pretty daunting. And I can definitely agree there have been times that, uh, you know, my, uh, my younger sister, she's like four years younger than me, so not that much younger than me, but will like show me a new app or something. It's like, oh, this is so cool. And I'm like, I, this is so over my head. Like, I have no idea what this is about, but I will support you. <laughs> I know. So I can and only like, imagine. that's one of the great things about being, you know, social media manager and then seeing what all the new trends are coming yeah. out and, and, you know, jumping on board like TikTok and stuff and trying to branch out and, and get used to all of this new stuff. And then, I mean, every time that you turn around facebook is is updating itself to now being like meta business suite yeah and then instagram releasing the reels and stuff and then 
I mean, the good thing about Twitter is is being able to go from the 140 characters and then, you know, expanding on that. Thank God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that edit button. <laughs> oh, I know. And I think one other thing that I'd like to touch on the fact that we've actually partnered with First Nations communities. Um, we've actually seen the successful creation, deployment, and now maintenance of Eskazoni communications with Eskazoni First Nation. And we are yes. working with Wicogama First Nation to be able to um, partner with them and creating, deploying, and maintaining their own community-owned um, fiber optic network. Sweet. That's super cool. That is. That's that's really yeah. special. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's kind of a first in Nova Scotia, first almost, you know, across Canada to have a First Nations community own their own actual network. And I think that that's really important going forward because that will actually allow you know, others to try to model mm-hmm. and to execute successfully the same idea. Um, I know we're not alone in that, in that sense that I know Picto County is the owner of their own network now. Um, so I know they, they themselves as a whole, whole county now own an internet network. But at that point in time, it's a very large undertaking, Yeah. but if you have the right means and the right supports, you definitely can do it. And I think that that's something um, that we may see come in the future across Canada. Awesome stuff. Yeah. So as we know, there are many Nova Scotians who do not have adequate internet. So in your experience, what do you think needs to be done to meet the telecommunication needs of all Nova Scotians? So that's a really good question. Um, and I really thinking about it, you know, Nova Scotia has such a rich landscape of terrain and people. So people's needs with internet speed um, and the vast expanse of the land are two issues faced when dealing with telecommunications. Um, So whether it be like the need for having telephone poles to be able to string the fiber optic lines or whether it be the need for, um, you know, building of internet towers to be able to project the signal across a network, um, I really think the need has to be kind of investment in infrastructure both ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, with Develop Nova Scotia, they actually have um, an internet initiative where they want to provide high-speed internet to 99.5% of Nova Scotians by the end of 2023. So I think um, investing in the infrastructure and being able to you know, get on board behind Develop Nova Scotia with that, as well as, you know, your governments and everything um, is really helpful with being able to provide the adequate internet access to all of Nova Scotia. Um, And, you know, the pandemic really made internet become more of almost a utility um, than it ever was before. So with the need to stay connected also comes the need for faster speeds and, the beauty and the beast of us going and investing in the infrastructure and being able to provide these services is that the minute that we provide a certain level of speed or a certain service, well, then we also need to go and, and, and do more, get faster, be better, yeah. that sort of thing. So there's always a constant need to evolve and shift. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why even with the pandemic, you know, telecommunication companies were able to roll with it and, and, and work with everybody 
while the pandemic was happening to be able to to help people come online to provide faster speeds to be able to do those zoom calls to be able to get more people on board with internet usage to stay connected um so i i really think you know with what needs to be done with telecommunications is just just investment um yeah. infrastructure yeah. investment in you know your time to be able to to see what actually is needed for service investment in being able to um, just to understand what is needed to actually be done with our services to be able to get more and better. Yeah, and, and I find too uh, it's 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 tricky sometimes with Nova Scotia's landscape as as you kind of reference because we have a lot of communities and a lot of them are very spread apart from one another so it, it can be tricky to to physically create those connections for uh reliable internet um and i don't want to get too ahead of myself in this question but um and uh not referencing anything that we're about to talk about here momentarily but uh in, in terms of talking about adequate internet is there because um, kind of as you mentioned, the the definition of what is needed from the average Nova Scotian is is changing drastically as more people are moving online. But is there a um, like a minimum upload and download speed that um, I think you mentioned developed Nova Scotia uh, for that initiative? Is that is there a minimum download and upload speed that they're trying to hit for that threshold, or what is what does that kind of look like? Yeah, so there is a minimum threshold that they do want to reach um, with it they are looking to get um, so there's actually two definitions to it so if okay. it's a wireline service like seaside communications is itself they want to be able to get a target speed of 50 megabits per second down 10 megabits per second up if it's a wireless service like seaside wireless communications they are looking to get a target of 25 megabits per second down and 5 megabits per second up gotcha cool nice sorry i keep throwing all the uh the number questions at you but I, I was just pure curiosity because i'm always curious how um how things are fluctuating because yeah yeah we'll get to the question yeah and bit. i mean <laughs> that's that's obviously a really great thing to ask because um you know numbers i can i can spew out as many numbers as i want to but being able to you know talk about what they actually mean mm -hmm. too is, is important because i mean obviously a bigger number is a better is a better user experience to a point um but there's always like plateaus and stuff that end up being being reached and then depending on a, a number of different factors goes into what you actually can get out of that speed yeah and i think and i think too when we when we look at it uh, across nova scotia too there's always general you know speeds that you can get based on the region regardless of what connectivity you have you know obviously the speeds in hrm are going to be significantly different from those in uh Inganish or amherst kind of thing so i think um yeah. evaluating that is is also important and i think that really goes in into with infrastructure itself where yeah. you know the hrm is a little bit more in tune with you know they already have the big telephone poles to run any fiber optic lines they're make ready f with the telephone poles are that's already ready to be able to attach those lines to and stuff um, whereas if you go to a more rural community um, you know they may not have the infrastructure they're ready to run any of those lines um, 
And then the same thing with our wireless side with our network of internet towers that it's just the same as cell phone towers like this is again playing into the part of, of terrain is that there are pockets everybody knows where cell phone service is not the best yep. and so that kind of plays in part two with any type of um, wireless internet network too so line of sight and access to tower network is definitely important yeah. what does the future hold for telecommunications if if you're able to answer that <laughs> i wish i had a crystal ball to be able to tell for certain um but again i mean it's the same idea with anything technology wise the minute that you release um the latest and greatest it's already you know being replaced with something else so telecommunications is moving very fast especially thanks to the magnifier that was COVID-19 and the needs for the people with, like I said, it becoming more of utility than ever before. Um, so, and like I had alluded to earlier, one of my favorite things um, to, to be looked forward to with Seaside is just the whole home Wi-Fi solutions. So that way there, you know, you can take your laptop or your tablet or any gaming service throughout the house. Um, you know, your, your kids can be playing a game somewhere. You can be reading um, an ebook. Somebody else can be working from home, trying to do a Zoom call. Um, and like you never would lose any connectivity. And having that seamless connection is, is, is critical, especially with how many, yeah. you know, how many devices I can't even... I don't even think I can count on my hands how many devices I, I have running at one time in my house. And oh I can't goodness. imagine those with kids, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For so, sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, between Nintendos and Chromebooks and smart TVs yeah. and Google laptops. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. All the things. Well, and the funny thing is, is um, I was making fun of a friend the other day, but uh, the, they messaged me and they were like, oh, I got a new fridge. And I'm like, oh, awesome cool and they're like oh it's so annoying though i have to it's taking forever to connect to the internet and i'm like the fridge ex excuse me <laughs> like there's so many everything. things that connect to the internet that we don't even think about yeah uh, apparently fridges these days i just went and installed a google nest thermometer or is it a thermometer thermostat there thermostat, you go i just yeah. installed a google nest thermostat into my house and i thought that was the most fun thing in the world and i'm like oh look i can control my thermostat from mm -hmm. my phone now yeah. um so that's as that's as far advanced as my house has gotten with technology but i mean even still like my kids love our google home and they're only 10 and 7 we've had google home for a couple of years and like it was it's a tradition that we get home from school and work and automatically like my kids know i'm gonna say hey google tell me the news to the point where like i had Jack, he's he's the one that's seven now. He'd be he'd be in his little baby voice at like five. He'd be like, "Hey Google, tell me the news." Aww. <laughs> what a culture we've created around these um, these technologies. Yeah, just it's and it's yeah. and it's funny too. Even when we think of it, of just like the language that we're using, that like ten years ago we did say, "Hey Google," it'd be like what are you talking about like what you know like you need to be committed who are you talking to yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so um yeah no i think i think that's really probably the whole home wi-fi solution um and then 
with Seaside Communications, we recently are powered by Rogers Communications. Yes. So we will be able to implement some of their resources into our own systems to provide better products and services for our customers. So we are pretty excited about that and being able to expand upon what we already have um, to kind of beef up our services and to, you know, introduce some new things to our customer base. Awesome. Just out of curiosity too, um, can you maybe tell a bit about uh, the relationship that Seaside Communications has with Rogers? Yeah. So with Rogers, since August of 2021, um, we've been powered by Rogers, which means that Rogers is now our parent company, um, but we still retain all Seaside Communications um, rights and logos and people like employees and everything are still all here, Seaside Communications. Um, It really just means that, you know, there comes a point in time when you need to look into the future. And again, I wish I had that crystal ball, but we said, hey, how do we align ourselves to be able to provide the best service and experience to our customers? And with Rogers Communications, it was kind of a no-brainer at that point um, to see what they had in ways of technology, um, software and hardware to be able to go and say, hey, listen, let's let's go and, and you know, have you guys become our, our little parent and we'll be able to expand upon our own services um, that we've already had here for, like I said, 50 years um, and make it even better. And so they agreed and now we are Seaside Communications powered by Rogers. Awesome. Yeah, really allows you to leverage what uh, what great work you folks have already been uh, been doing for the past 50 years. So that's awesome. Yeah, and especially in, you know, Nova Scotia, Cape Breton especially, um, I mean, it's it's not hard to to tell that we all are tight knit communities. Yep. Nova Scotia is kind of known <laughs> for that, um, and it's it's funny when you ask me like, how do you how do communities in particular Cape Breton stay connected? It's like I think, you know, we just expand upon what we've always known. Like with Facebook, I don't know about you guys, but I see all of my like friends you know here's here's could be a mutual friend you have all of these friends in common it's like yeah i know them because you know almost everybody yeah (laughs) um and so i think that kind of that kind of lends into our ability to be able to provide service um with even being powered by rogers i mean it's great we have the tagline you know we live here yeah and so when we were partnering with rogers i mean we already had the rapport with customers because I mean not only are we customers of Seaside but we're also like you know Seaside Communications customers neighbors and family and friends and stuff um and so yeah like when you're asking how we stay connected I mean the number one thing when you see somebody you know you meet somebody here in Cape Breton you always say like oh who's your father and then it's like okay (laughs) here's all the connections starting right away it's the same thing like you know you connect to the internet and it's like okay here's all these things that that come because of it (laughs) yeah I was uh I grew up in in Toronto and it's very very similar you know who's your father where'd you go to school what does your parents do and then somehow there's there's some some connection there exactly yeah it's time for tech tips but i'm gonna get to my my burning question that i was refraining from asking earlier um but what exactly are mbps download and upload and what do those numbers really mean 
Okay, so great question. So Mbps is megabits per second, um, and that is a measure of internet bandwidth. So download would be the amount of information you are taking from the internet and bringing down to you, and upload is how much you are taking from your own computer and putting it out into the internet. Um, so with those speeds, usually the download is higher because you are taking more information into your own device whereas the upload isn't as high because you're not putting as much out as you are bringing in so things such as you know pictures video um, you know even just loading emails and just web pages in general that's all things that you are downloading because you are wanting to view them from the internet and put them on your device um, upload would be more so like adding attachments uploading videos to Facebook or TikTok. Um, so you don't do as much as what you're actually pulling in um, so with the speed levels and especially as before like I said with um, develop Nova Scotia they are looking for the 50 and 10 or the 25 um, and 5 so really what that means is to be able to provide speeds up to 50 megabits per second down and 10 megabits per second up um, that's kind of their benchmark for what should be you know an average reliable speed for wireline services and the 25 megabits per second down and 5 megabits per second up for wireless should be adequate and an average baseline for everybody's needs and wants for internet service. Um, with those numbers, like I said before, I could give any number and I mean as long as it's as long as it's kind of you know a big number everybody says yeah okay that's great but like what do you actually need for service wise and if if you wanted to do some digging you can you can find the answers yourself but I mean I can always go and kind of ruin it on you all and just say things like streaming services such as Netflix Amazon Prime YouTube they all require speeds up to three just so just three megabits per second download in order to actually work um, but that's with a very standard definition um, putting all of your viewing um, speeds or your view sorry putting all of your viewing methods down to the lowest setting whatsoever um, so really at that point it's user experience as yeah. to whether or not you want a faster speed or not um, things like steam with trying to access video games online they usually require speeds up to about 10 megabits per second download to function properly um, but with that being said I mean obviously you know that's very standard viewing settings your refresh rates and everything have to be you know a little bit more left to be desired so when you say speeds up to 50 megabits per second download um, that allows for you know a lot more to be able to be done I always kind of try to equate the speed levels with almost like water pressure in your house as well because I think everybody everybody kind of knows and especially with you know our demographics and stuff it's easy to analogize okay if somebody's doing the laundry and someone's doing the dishes and then there's another person trying to um, get a shower you know one of those per people are going to be having a hard time if yeah. there's not enough water pressure in the house to be able to service all three of those at the same time. 
So that kind of allows us to, to, you know, again, get a good picture of what these numbers actually mean. If you have speeds up to 50 megabits per second, well, you're going to be able to do all of those without an issue. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're wanting to water your garden and try to fill a pool at the same time. Well, then maybe you need speeds up to 100 megabits per second download in order to be able to have all of those happening at the same time with no interruptions and, you know, just no headaches. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, on that note, too, a lot of folks forget that, like, as soon as you turn on your computer, there's so many programs that try and immediately turn on as as you start up. Um, oh, so, for sure. Yeah, so I know. Automatically pulling every ounce of uh, download speed that they can, so you're you're already fighting with stuff. Yeah. So, like, I know um, with being able to say, for example, if you wanted to run a speed test to mm-hmm. see just you know how how fast your internet speed is actually going, um, the the amount of variables is quite astonishing when you actually think about it. So first and foremost, are you directly connected or are you on a Wi-Fi connection? A Wi-Fi connection is automatically going to degrade your levels just by a little bit. Um, There is a threshold obviously to meet, but a direct connection is always better than a Wi-Fi connection. Um, The number of devices actually trying to connect at the same time, again, will eat away at that number for sure. if you moved the router from where it was originally installed in your home, um, this is why whole home Wi-Fi is becoming um, more pronounced because if you move it, if it's not in a central location and you're trying to access it from, you know, a hundred feet away or however many feet, like how many levels, how many feet away from the router you actually are, um, can cause an issue with any speed levels that you're um, experiencing. Um, And then also things like, you know, clearing your cache from your internet just to make sure, like, if you're carrying a lot of cookies on Mm -hmm. your um, internet browser history and stuff, that can slow things down. Um, Being able to, um, you know, run antivirus programs and stuff because there could be things affecting you in the background that you don't even know about. So all of these things actually affect your speed levels and um, even before I started to work for Seaside, I mean, I was a teenager and I would just know whether or not, it, you know, it, turn it on, turn it off. It's not working. It's working. Mm-hmm. But then actually going in depth to it, it's like, oh, okay, let's make sure that, you know, we're getting the most bang for our buck by yep. being able to be mindful of these things. Yeah. So note to everyone listening, check <laughs> your uh, internet speeds. Yeah. You can literally Google yeah. it. There's yeah. There's a bunch can. of free ones. There is. Yes. There is one other thing that I would like to add, and it's probably because of the fact that it's kind of near and dear to my heart. Um, Not only being the social media manager, I also go and oversee the volunteer fire department initiative that Seaside Communications spearheads. So since 2014, um, we've run this volunteer fire department initiative, and we have allowed fire departments in the areas we serve um, have free Wi-Fi installed. And then that allows for people needing spaces to train and learn, whether it be firefighters, you know, doing training exercises online. Um, There's also been, you know, other courses put on through first aid that use the internet service that we provide to fire departments in their fire halls, Um, whether it's to log on to the Wi-Fi and be able to upload your 
wedding videos when you celebrate by <laughs> having a, a wedding in a fire hall or anything like that, or even just as a space in case of an emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the real big reasons why we chose fire halls to give back to communities was just because a lot of them become comfort set, um, centers and um, especially in the need of emergencies being connected in that sense is paramount. So we wanted to give back to the communities by providing the free Wi-Fi to fire departments in their fire halls. Um, so I think that that is really, really something important and should be really focused on too. Yeah. No, having those uh, those kind of, I'll call them community centers that uh, have ex- are accessible and also have access to reliable internet is, is really, really important, especially... Um, I know lots of spots, you know, worldwide that have to deal with natural disasters. And if, you know, the internet cuts out and you need access to, to anything, having those centers um, that usually tend to have internet and tend to still have uh, power are, are vital to keeping keeping people safe in those communities. So, For sure. Awesome Perfect. stuff. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for, for joining us today, Angela. Um, and we hope that the pleasure was yours just as much as it was ours. Yes. I had so much fun. Oh, my goodness. Good. This is obviously the first podcast that I've ever been <laughs> a part of. So thank you guys for that. I really appreciate um, you guys asking me to be part of this. Hopefully, I was able to give some information to people um, and, you know, just be able to to celebrate telecommunications in Nova Scotia and, and I mean, here in Cape Breton, I'm in Sydney. So, you know, the the future is definitely bright and very exciting for telecom. Thanks for tuning in to All Hands on Tech. Interested in learning more? Visit us on our website at www.digitalnovascotia.com. We'll see you next time. This has been a Podstarter production. production.